This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, a shift I'm seeing in uh, content marketing. Um, And it's not necessarily something that's uh, completely new. Uh, but I'm seeing more and more of uh, the influencers do it, uh, the top business coaches. Um, and basically what I'm getting at is there's been a subtle shift in the way people uh, write, copy, uh, the way people create content uh, for social media. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that today because I think it's something that can help you Uh, not only get engagement from your social media content, but actually get clients. Um, And to basically uh, put it simply, there's been a shift from how-to content, um, tips and tricks, to belief or perspective change content. And I'll explain this uh, so that you understand it a little bit more. So um, I started my business, uh, a little over three years ago. And when I did that, I took, uh, some courses on marketing, on business, um, on how to create content. Cause it's something that I've done, uh, my entire career. But when I, you know, was just doing it in, uh, the corporate world, it was different. Uh, I was talking to a different audience, um, was more B2B focused versus, you know, talking to, you know, still a b- business person. So it's still technically B2B, but it's more of a, like a consumer. Um, so more like B2C marketing. Um, and so I, I wanted to learn like best practices. And when I took those courses, um, a lot of the business coaches were talking about, you know, you need to create content, uh, especially they were mostly talking about social media because that's what I was trying to learn. Um, they were saying things like, you know, create a post that has three tips on how to X, Y, and Z. And that was the um, common philosophy back then, a couple years back, um, that you should be creating helpful content so that your audience knows that you're uh, an expert on something or you're an authority. Um, but it was still kind of like surface level content, I would say, and it was still, um, kind of the basics. And, uh, back then it wasn't a big deal because that's what everybody was doing. And there wasn't necessarily these people who were going a little like a step further. Um, and it worked then because there were less people creating content in general, um, but what I've started to see over the last couple of years, uh, the people who, you know, have a ton of followers on social media, uh, the people who can actually sign clients from social media and not rely on other channels, um, they have mastered this art of creating content that actually shifts 
their uh, prospective clients beliefs or helps them change their perspective on something um, and this type of content from what I've seen um, is a lot more direct usually it's a lot more polarizing it can sometimes feel um, like if, if you're reading a piece of content that is kind of written to you uh, like you're the target audience for that piece of content, sometimes it can feel a little, I'd say pushy, not necessarily pushy, that's the wrong word, but it can feel uncomfortable reading it because there may be some truth to it for you. And that's kind of the point of that type of content where somebody's trying to show you that whatever you're believing is wrong <laughs> or is uh, you're misunderstanding something about um, an issue you're having or a problem you're having. And so, the, but the, actually the good part of doing that is that, yes, this type of content may turn off a couple people because they, they just think it's too direct. Um, but the people who stay and read the content, they're, it's magnetizing content because it's speaking specifically to something that maybe they're doing wrong or maybe something that they're believing right now that isn't actually true. So um, this type of content makes you stand out more because it shows that you actually are an authority, you are a leader, you're not just like doing the same tips and tricks content or how-to content that everybody else is doing. Uh, and you have an opinion on this and you have an opinion on something and maybe also you've experienced it in the past. So you're speaking from a place of authority. You're speaking from a place of leadership because most likely you've also held that belief in the past. Um, and I also see that this content is usually story based. Uh, not always. Sometimes you can do it without telling a story, but I, I think people... Um, the most persuasive content out there is content that uh, people can relate to and see themselves in. And also uh, when you tell a little piece of your story and it was something that you uh, were able to move through, then people connect with you. And if you can tie that piece of your story into this type of content, then it's super powerful. And it's not easy to do. I'm not going to like sugarcoat this. It's it's it can be difficult to create this type of content. It takes a little bit more thought. Um, but I think the people who do it well I get the benefit of that because people reach out to them. And I know this works because I've signed up for courses. I've, I've joined programs based on content and based on the content that this person was able to create. And I didn't necessarily get on a call with them. I didn't necessarily like reach out to them in any other way. And I just signed up because of the actual content that they created. And so it's definitely something that I'm still working on in my own business. Um, but I've also tried to shift my content, um, to this type of content that is more belief change, perspective change. Um, and, so I'm going to walk you through a couple examples so that you understand what I'm talking about. Um, so, and before I do that, I just wanted to um, say a couple more things. So this type of content, like I said, is sometimes more story-based. Um, it's some, it, because you're talking about beliefs, uh, it also kind of gets into mindset uh, a bit. Um, and, you know, in coach speak, 
these beliefs are usually um, limiting beliefs. That's what we call it. Uh, and a limiting belief is something that you believe that holds you back. And it's not necessarily something that's actually true. It's just something that you've told yourself enough times and have repeated to yourself in your head uh, or out loud <laughs> uh, that becomes ingrained in you. It becomes part of your, basically your identity. Like somebody could say, just to give you an example of a limiting belief, somebody could say, um, I'm too old to start a business. And they just believe that. And nothing you can say will make them change that belief. Um, it has to be something that they internally work on and they start to change for themselves by becoming open to other beliefs and realizing that it's not actually true. Anybody can start a business at any age, um, but they have to be willing to change that belief. And so, so that's a limiting belief. Um, but this type of content can also, it doesn't necessarily have to be about limiting beliefs. Um, it could also just be like a slight perspective change or, um, challenging a belief that they hold about the industry that you're in. Or I'll give you an example to make this obvious. So a lot of people think that they need to have a fully functioning website in order to sign clients or attract people to want to work with them. And that's just not true these days. It may, maybe it used to be true, um, especially for online business owners. In the beginning, you had to have a website, you had to look professional, you had to be put together, you had to have like all the copy and everything done. But nowadays, you can sign a client without having a website. You really don't need to have one. And so if I were to work on that belief in my copy and, you know, explain to people that actually that's not true. And if you keep believing that you need to have this beautiful website before you can work with anyone, that's going to hold you back. It's going to hold you back from actually going out there and promoting your business because you think that you need to have like uh, five pages up on your website when in reality, all you really need is a social profile or like you don't even really need that. You need an email address or you need a way for people to contact you. Right. So, um, that's some, that's a, a kind of belief that is a limiting belief in a way, but it's really just like shifting their mindset about um, something that you know to be true because you're the expert in, in this industry, or at least that's, that's what you're becoming. So the other reason why this type of content works is because it's a bit more strategic than like how to content and um, you know, the, the courses I did a, a couple years back, you know, everybody was saying, you know, do these like tips and tricks type of content, um, or help somebody solve a small piece of the problem that they're having. Like, so the, the thing that they're coming to work with you on. So for me, I'm a business coach and I work with people on their marketing. So I could help them solve like a small piece of their marketing problem. For example, I could help um, them figure out what their niche is or give them a couple um, questions to ask themselves. But that kind of content, like it's good. It shows that you're the expert, but it's not shifting their belief. And like they can go to anyone for that and they can Google that even. And so you're, you're not giving them more than what they could like already find somewhere else. Um, but if you shift their belief about something, 
then it's a little bit more. And it also, uh, that other type of content, I'm not saying don't do that because you totally can. And it is a way to sell your offer too, because if your offer is helping people do that in a, you know, and the niche part is like one small part of your offer, then you can totally do that um, and lead it into your offer. But the belief shift, uh, perspective shift content, I think is a little bit more powerful because um, it helps people see that you know what you're talking about and you're not just doing what everybody else is doing um, and you have a point of view on, on something and you have a point of view, but you also have a process too. So um, when I see people doing this, uh, they're not just talking about that perspective shift or belief shift. They're also then leading you into their offer and they're still giving you a few tips in a way because they explain their process and what they do in that offer, but they're not giving you all of the details. And I think in the past, um, I've been on webinars where business coaches have basically given you their entire process in detail. Um, and that can work, but you know, somebody could also just watch the webinar and then implement it on their own and not ever like reach out to that person uh, for their help. And so basically like you attract a lot of freebie seekers and people who just consume a lot of content, don't necessarily do anything with it. Or if they do something with it, they're not necessarily going to reach out to you to help them with it. So um, now I see people creating this type of content, talking about their offer and their process at a high level, but then inviting people into that offer as a next step. And that next step is a natural transition. It's like the obvious next thing to talk about. So it doesn't necessarily feel as salesy um, as, as it could. And it's like a brief mention of the offer and, you know, some details about it and an invitation to, you know, come work with me. Um, so it's a, a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I would say graceful <laughs> than getting on a webinar, listening to somebody's entire presentation, then hearing them pitch their offer for 15 minutes straight. Because I've, I've been on these webinars and if you're not like totally sold on the offer, you're going to sign off. You're going to be done with that webinar. And that's how people have done it in the past. And here it's just like a little bit more um, subtle, a little bit more graceful, and like the obvious next step when somebody's reading uh, social content. So now I'm going to just give you a couple examples uh, from different industries. I know I'm a business and marketing coach, so those are the easy examples for me. So I'll start with one like that, um, but then I'll move to some other industries. Uh, that maybe you're working in or you want to start a business in. So um, one that I hear a lot from the people that uh, I've worked with um, is something that they believe uh, before they work with me. <laughs> and that is that they think that marketing is hard and they'll never be able to master it or they believe that. Um, and that's uh, a damaging belief because, yes, marketing is not the easiest thing in the world, I'll be honest. Uh, but it's not like the hardest thing in the world either. And the truth is, if you have a business, you need to learn how to market yourself. And you need to do that in order to att attract clients and you need to 
embrace it instead of trying to push it away. Because I've read um, some uh, consult forms from people who have applied to work with me in the past, and they literally just say, like, I suck at marketing. I don't like marketing. I don't want to have to market my business or I don't want to have to learn how to market um, in this way or something like that. And when I read that, I can tell that, you know, they might not be the best person to coach. <laughs> or if I do take them on as a client, I'm going to have to do some work to help them shift that belief. Uh, because even if marketing is a little bit challenging, um, you still need to embrace it. You still need to find what works for you or find the channels that you enjoy marketing with. So for example, choosing between social media and uh, going on podcasts or blogging or doing events. Like you need to at least um, be willing to learn more about what you actually enjoy versus just like immediately shutting off when you hear the word marketing. Um, and you need to get better at that thing and master it over time and be willing to go through that process of maybe not being so great at it in the beginning and then getting better. Um, so that's like a core belief that somebody has that, that as a business coach, I need to help them, you know, shift that belief. Um, and then here's the other thing, like, there are always going to be people who are better at marketing. And, you know, I, even as somebody with 18 years of marketing experience, I continue to learn about marketing. And um, when I started my business, I knew that, yes, I am very good at certain things in marketing, but there are always places to learn. And, you know, uh, the thing that I think uh, some of the people that I've worked with in the past used to believe is like they thought, oh, well, I need to be like a Google copywriter at that level in order to uh, sell uh, spots in my program or in order to sign clients. And that's not, just not true. Like you don't have to be at the level of a professional marketer um, to uh, attract people to want to work with you. Like they're not... Uh, putting you on that kind of pedestal. They just want some help solving their problem. Now, if you're a business coach or if you're a marketing coach, then yes, you need to know a little bit more than the general population. Um, and then you do need to be like somewhat of an expert in marketing or in whatever you're selling. Uh, but like the average uh, business owner or entrepreneur doesn't have to be a marketing expert. They need to know how to market themselves, yes, but they don't need to like be winning awards for it. <laughs> like these people, you know, obviously are um, leaders in the field. Um, so, yeah, that's one belief. <laughs> that's like the one that that comes up sometimes uh, for me. Um, but if you're in a different industry, I'll give an example. If you work with people to help them lose weight, maybe you're a health coach, maybe um, you're a nutritionist or something like that, like your potential client may think that they'll never lose weight uh, because they don't want to be on a restrictive di diet. And in their head, they think that's the only way right? because that's what they've been told over and over. That's what they see in the magazines and you know, uh, in the before and after videos, like they've been brainwashed to think that the only way you're going to lose weight is if you cut out 
all these different foods and you basically have no fun. But maybe you need to shift their belief and show them that actually it isn't that difficult. It's, it's about making small tweaks or maybe you um, help them with getting more mindful in their eating or into, like you talk about intuitive eating and how they can basically um, stop the diets and just naturally find their weight set point by listening to their body more, by um, getting away from the TV when they're eating and actually sitting down and having a proper meal or, um, you know, stopping the mindless eating that maybe they're doing or the emotional eating that they're doing. And so helping them see that um, they don't necessarily have to count their macros or count their calories in order to lose weight. And they don't have to like spend hours at the gym or do things like that. It's really about returning to their uh, body's intuition about what they should be eating. Um, so that's a belief shift. Another example is maybe you're a financial advisor. Um, so maybe your people, your audience believes that um, they can't invest money in the stock market until they make a certain amount of money or until they have a certain amount of money because in their life they've only seen like the rich people go and invest in the stock market but you know from your personal experience that that's just not true that you don't have to have a like a certain amount of net worth before you invest or before you buy um, some mutual funds or whatever it is. So that's a belief shift that you can help them make. And maybe you can tell them a story about what you did. Like, for example, maybe you invested um, $1,000 or $500 or whatever the amount is uh, into something small. And then you took that money and invested it again. And you kept doing that until you were making more money. Uh, until you did have the money to invest more. So telling a story is super powerful in your content because it helps people imagine that for themselves. Uh, because if you're just telling them facts and you're just like giving them information, that's helpful, but that's like logical information. But if you start to tell your story, they can see that, oh, this is possible for me. And maybe she was at this place once thinking this thought uh, or believing this to be true about her life, but she actually was able to overcome that and there was a benefit or there was, she got some results as, as a result of that. So whenever you can add a little piece of your story, um, that's super powerful. And I'll give you an example of this too. So a way back when, before I even like, looked into this type of content. I think this is like one of the, one of the first like posts that I created, um, on Instagram, I think it was, or maybe Facebook, can't remember. Uh, when I first started my business, um, I, I at, at that time I was not a business coach. Um, I was just trying to figure out my niche, trying to just work with some people and figure out like who I wanted to coach. So it was a little bit more broad, just doing regular like life coaching. Uh, but I told the story of how I became a coach and how I first decided that I wanted to even go after that. And so the story, uh, I'll, I'll try to be succinct, but basically the year was 2013 
and I uh, was working in corporate marketing. I had just been promoted to um, a director of marketing position. I was 30 years old, uh, so it was a little scary because, you know, I had some imposter syndrome. Uh, I was in charge of marketing for an entire company. I was leading a team. So, you know, that was a little stressful for me. Uh, but at the time, I was doing all of that, but still feeling a bit unfulfilled. Um, you know, marketing is something I'm, I'm good at, uh, but I was feeling a bit unfulfilled uh, just working for a company doing their marketing. I wanted something more. Um, and so I went to this and also uh, another piece to the story is, um, I had basically didn't have a good luck with relationships. Like I dated, um, some guys, but they didn't really turn into like a long-term relationship. And I had just been in a relationship, but it, it kind of fizzled out and it just wasn't a good fit. And so I decided at that time that I wanted to work on that. And so I signed up for um, this personal development retreat, which was like several thousand dollars. And I had to travel for it. I had to, you know, get a couple, I think it was a couple days or a week long uh, retreat, took time off work, um, had to get a flight in a hotel. So, you know, it added up and I was kind of scared to do that, uh, because it was a pretty big investment. And at the time I wasn't used to investing in myself at that level. Um, you know, I would maybe do a course here or there cause I've always been interested in personal development. Maybe I'd buy a book, uh, read some blogs, watch some videos, that kind of thing. But I didn't necessarily spend several thousand dollars on like a, a personal development re retreat. Um, and I didn't know a lot about life coaching either. And so basically I was going to this retreat um, and the person who was running it was actually a relationship coach. Um, but the, re the retreat was about your relationship, but it was also more than that. It was more about like designing your life um, the way that you want it to be and being intentional about that. So I tell this story in my uh, social media content and this retreat is where I first thought of um, the idea of getting trained to be a life coach. And this was back in 2013. So I didn't actually pull the trigger or uh, actually start my training until 2019. So it took me seven years. <laughs> I say that because I, I just want to be honest and say that, you know, it still took us several years to mull over that decision and decide, okay, it's time. Uh, but I also worked on, you know, figuring out who I actually want to be with in terms of a relationship and what are my, uh, what's my list kind of, of like, uh, instead of like thinking how most people do about, um, you know, physical qualities that you want in a partner, like how tall they are, what color hair, their eyes, blah, blah, blah. I, it, at this retreat, we worked on, okay, what are the qualities and the values that this person has? And basically, um, I learned how to uphold my, uh, boundaries and, uh, go on dates with people and kind of measure them against this list not necessarily like in, in an obvious sense, but just knowing what I actually want in the back of my mind so that I could make better decisions going forward about who I do go on dates with, who I continue to talk to. And long story short, 
I found my husband two years later after this retreat. We went on our first date and we've been together now eight years. So I told this story in my social media content and I got a lot of reactions because number one, it was inspiring. It was, um, I, you know, I had had a lot of relationship issues in the past where, you know, I didn't ever um, date anyone in high school. I only had one boyfriend in college. I didn't have a lot of relationship experience, but despite that, I still found, you know, my soulmate. So people reacted to that uh, content a lot. And then I also told, you know, I actually had a a picture of a notebook I used in that retreat where I had written the words life quote, uh, life coach, question mark. (laughs) I took a photo of it and I put that in my post. And so this post got a lot of attention. And so that's the kind of content that resonates with people because they if if they have an issue like for example finding a partner or wanting to start a business um, and they read your content and see that you've actually done it and then now like you know because I had worked with a couple people at that time I I mentioned that in the post too that you know yeah back in 2013 this was just an idea a potential thing that I could do. And now I'm actually working with people and I have a business like that's inspiring to people and they can see themselves in your content and see that maybe this is possible for me too. And maybe I should work with her to help me do this, that kind of thing. Um, So that's like one example of using your story. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily need to be as long as, because that was kind of a longer story. Um, could be a small moment in time, uh, maybe when you were making the decision to do something or, or going into detail in, in one moment in time. Um, and so I think I've given you enough, enough examples now of, of this type of content, but how do you actually go about doing this for yourself? So I think, uh, the first thing you want to do is to basically list out all the misconceptions that people have about your industry um, or what you do, what you help people with. Um, And this is obviously easier if you've worked with people before uh, because you just have to think about like what beliefs did these people have before they started working with you or what things came up when they worked with you. Um, and if you haven't worked with people before, then like what beliefs did you have before you, for example, lost the weight or before you invested money, uh, or before you X, Y, or Z, whatever it is that you help people do, or before you, uh, I'll give another example. Like maybe you're a copywriter and, uh, people, you think that people don't come to you because they think it's too expensive to work with a copywriter. Um, but actually you have a couple low ticket offers where you, um, help people write their own copy, for example, and you teach them how to do that. And maybe there's yet another belief that they're holding saying, I'm not good enough to write my own copy. I don't know how to do that. So like you might have to work on breaking down those beliefs first before you can sell them, uh, this low ticket offer. Um, so things like that. So, First of all, just list out all of the different misconceptions that people have that you've heard um, and then go through all of those. 
because you don't necessarily want to spend your time working on content around a belief that like isn't really related to your offer or isn't really related to whatever you're selling. Um, so you want to be strategic about which beliefs you talk about. So uh, for example, for me, I work with new entrepreneurs. I work with people just in the beginning stages of launching their business. So I don't necessarily want to talk about scaling your business or um, like beliefs that people who have been in business for a long time still maybe hold because that wouldn't be very strategic for me. Now, if I did want to shift to work with those type of people, then of course, yes, then I would um, change the way that I write copy. Uh, so you want to weed through your list and see which ones kind of naturally lead to your offer or your program. And another thing there is like, think about what you actually help people with. What's your process? What are the like uh, uh, categories of things that you help people with. So for me, it's like mindset and marketing. So um, the things that I talk about in my copy need to align with my offer or my program. Otherwise, like there's no point in talk. I mean, you can talk about them, but it's not very strategic if that's what you're trying to do at the as a result of people uh, reading your copy. So go through that process. And then in the, co in the copy that you're writing or in the content that you're creating, it doesn't necessarily have to be written. It could be something you talk about on a podcast or create a video on. Like, I, I don't want to be saying that this is only possible to do, you know, in social media written form. It can be, you know, a reel that you create or it can be an email that you send to your list um, because content isn't just you know, what you see on Instagram, for example. Um, but whenever you're uh, talking about beliefs, and I'm going to go back to that concept of a limiting belief, coach speak, uh, you need to, in order to change that belief, you need to first show people why continuing to believe this belief um, is not serving them. It's not helping them move forward. Because they're continuing to be in this one mindset and that's not going to help them move forward. But how do you do that? So when somebody, like when I'm coaching somebody to change a belief, uh, I need to help them see, first of all, that this belief isn't true. <laughs> that there is evidence to support the fact that there is another possible belief. Um, that there are other possibilities, that it isn't always true. So like a lot of times people say, you know, uh, they have a specific belief and they only see the world through that lens. So they, they kind of ignore the evidence that maybe it's not true. And anytime that the world presents them evidence that this belief isn't true, they ignore it because that's what our brain does. Our brain um, has a negativity bias and we see the negative instead of the positive. So that's one way to um, change a belief. But the other way is to replace that belief. So once you've done that a little bit and people have see that, you know, actually there may be another possibility here. Um, what we do as coaches is we uh, give somebody a new belief, something that they can believe, like something that they can switch to. Um, and so you can also do this in your content. And, you know, if I was talking about, you know, if I was like a weight loss coach and I was helping people lose weight, 
and they believe that they have to be on this restrictive diet and that's the only way. I could say, well, actually, what if you just started like eating slightly less processed food? Or what if you just, you know, put down your fork after dinner and uh, if you wanted a snack or if you wanted some dessert, uh, you had to turn the TV off and actually enjoy that. Like that is a subtle change that doesn't restrict your food choices. Um, and it just helps you be more mindful so that you don't inhale a bag of potato chips at 930 while you're watching a show. Because yes, you can have those potato chips, but maybe you eat five of them instead of 15. <laughs> so that's like a kind of a new behavior or it's not necessarily a belief, but it's a new behavior that somebody uh, needs to create and believe is possible. So you want to uh, basically show how this belief isn't serving your people. And if they continue to believe it, then they won't make progress forward. Uh, so for example, um, the website thing I talked about before, if somebody continues to believe that they need to have a beautiful uh, website, beautiful photography, uh, like perfect copy, and they can't uh, launch their business until they have that, um, then they're going to be stuck in that. And that, you know, from personal experience, I know that creating a website takes months. Uh, you don't just like, unless you pay somebody to do it, like it takes a while. Um, because I built my own website in WordPress. I know, uh, even with a ton of marketing experience, it still takes a while. You still have to, um, you know, formulate your thoughts about what the copy is going to be. You still have to get the, the images. You still have to actually build the thing. So like if somebody spends the time doing that, instead of actually like promoting themselves and talking to people and telling them what they do, then they're going to be wasting a lot of time and uh, momentum in the early stages of their business just working on their website. And here's the other thing, like that website will probably change five times. So... Uh, it's better to wait a little bit until you actually know who you want to work with uh, and what you want to do and what your program is going to be, uh, because most likely that website's going to change. So showing people this in your content uh, is going to help them change that belief. Uh, and then the final step in your content is to lead them into your offer. You don't always have to do this, uh, but I think... That's kind of the point of this content, so you might as well, and you'd kind of be losing an opportunity if you don't. And this doesn't have to be a hard sell. This can be um, something where you create this content. You Maybe you do like a carousel post on Instagram, and at the end of it, you just say something like, if this resonated with you, I've got two spaces left in my program. Uh, we start next week. Um, DM me for more info. Something like that, like something simple. Um, there's many versions of that, but it doesn't have to be like all the details of your program or like, uh, like a typical sales page. It doesn't ha you don't even have to say the price. You don't have to do like, you don't have to oversell it because your content is already what's helping you sell it. Uh, and if somebody's interested, then they will reach out to you. Um, and I, that's really the last step. And obviously you want to have some call to action, which means, you know, uh, 
like what is their next step like how do they find out more um how do they actually reach out to you do you want them to send you a dm do you want them to click a link in your bio to find out more like they need to know what that next step is but it doesn't need to be that complicated i've seen also people do like and I've done this myself, like, um, use a specific word. Like if somebody DMs, uh, if you want somebody to DM you and you want to give them some instruction about like how to do that, you can say like DM me, um, like for my program is called launch with ease. So I could say DM me the word launch and I'll give you more info because that's when somebody actually DMs you that, then you know, like what specific offer they're talking about and you don't have to like guess what they want to know more about. Um, so that's that. Um, I hope that you try this in your content and, uh, let me know how it goes. <laughs> and I know it's not something that's like super easy to do. It takes a little bit more thought, but I think that thought is, uh, is worth it. And the time that you spend thinking about these topics, the time that you spend uh, coming up with a story or uh, like looking back into your past um, to talk either about your own story, or sometimes it could also be your, like if you've worked with clients before, it's also powerful to kind of do this in a way that where you're giving a testimonial, where you're talking about how X client or the, you can use their name if they've approved that. Um, how this particular client ha held this belief and how you helped them shift that or how they thought they needed to, you know, uh, count calories, for example, and how instead you did this with them and that helped them uh, finally lose the last 10 pounds or whatever it is. Um, so I, I didn't really mention that before, but that's another powerful way because it's social proof. It's like, yes, I can do it for myself, but also here's how my clients have been able to do it too with my help. Um, so I hope you try this out. And if you need more help with this, obviously I'm a coach. <laughs> I help people with their content and their marketing. Um, and I have my Lunch With Ease program that I've mentioned already. So uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. We do focus a lot on content and messaging, uh, on helping you figure out uh, who you want to work with, all of the things. <laughs> so check out that program um, in the link uh, in, the, in the show notes below. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one -on -one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.